Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. I tell people this all the time. If I hadn't gotten scammed out of that money, I wouldn't have met Morgan. We wouldn't be having this conversation right now because it's those horrible things that happen to you. If you can just take a deep breath, don't be scared to share your story. Talk about it to the people that are close to you. People will want to help you. People want you to succeed. You know, To me, the human experience is about the people around you. And so whatever you're doing in the process shouldn't be as important as who you're bringing around you. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. My guest this week on the Portrait System podcast is David Lair, and I can't tell you what an honor it was to chat with him. David is a photographer and videographer for a famous musician, and he goes on tour creating the most amazing videos and stills from the concerts, including some cool audio. And it was so interesting to hear not only what it's like to kind of live the tour lifestyle, but to be shooting fast-moving subjects candidly with so many elements to deal with and with a light that is constantly changing and is often very low light. David talks about the technical side of things, but he also covers how to break into the music scene or just performing arts as a photographer and about finding joy in what you do and how that can help you in your career and what he shares is pure gold. David taught so much during this episode and I'm so happy I get to introduce him to you. All right, let's get started with David Lair. Hi, David. Welcome to The Portrait System. How are you? I'm doing good, Nikki. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here for so many reasons. It's going to be awesome. Sweet. So, okay, a, a lot of people were asking to have some sort of like performance-based photographer, so whether like concerts or theater or whatever, and just, you know, just something different. And it, it's funny because I ended up finding you when my husband and I were at a Morgan Wallen concert in Detroit. No, no way. 
And yeah, and it's when was that? When was the Detroit show? Was that this year? That was June. Yeah, yeah June yeah, yeah. like twenty eighth or 29th, something like that. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you were. I saw you. <laughs> well, it's funny because we were in like the kind of VIP section, which. Nice. Yeah, we spent a lot of money, but whatever. Okay. No, it was really worth it though. And it, it was just funny because I looked at my husband and I was like, Morgan is amazing, but like, look at this guy. Like you were here and then you were there and it, like you were like working your ass off. And I was like, this is the guy. Like I want to hear about how he does this because it's, yeah, it was just cool to watch. That's awesome. Appreciate that. It's been a journey with Morgan for sure. Oh, I can imagine. Okay. So for people who don't know who Morgan Wallen is, he's a country music, like a pretty famous country music star. And it's funny, just like full disclosure, I did not ever listen to country music until like five years ago. And um, we bought a cottage and all of our, like we made some of our best friends there. They all listen to country all the time. And slowly I was like, I've always been like an indie rock, like singer songwriter, you know, music my whole life. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like this song. Oh, I like this one. And then next thing you know, I'm like full blown into country music and no, I I can kind of relate. I mean, I moved to Nashville about eight years ago from Indianapolis, Indiana, and okay, I met Morgan I think like five or six years ago, and uh, I when I was driving down to meet him, I'd never even heard of his music. I wasn't super into country. I had some friends that were growing up, but I was more into rap and, and pop and rock and yeah, that was my husband, hip hop all the way, like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but when I was driving down to meet him, I, I think it was whiskey glasses. I heard it first, and I was like damn, I can relate to this. Like I was going through a breakup. I was like, Aww. this is actually kind of cool. Like, and I met him and he was, we're the same age and it just kind of worked out. But it's, yeah, I hadn't really, I wasn't really in a country either until Morgan, to be honest with you. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And Morgan's like the one country guy that my husband loves. The rest of him, you know, he's like, I don't know. But Morgan has been like. Eh. Yeah, there's a good balance. It's like, it's never, never cheesy with Morgan, you know? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Okay, so let's let's talk about you. So, have you always been a photographer or, you know, because you're in your 30s, I'm guessing? I just turned 30 this year. I thought for sure you were younger when I was like <laughs> looking at your Instagram. I thought you were like 22 or something. I was like, this is like a wild ride for a 22 year old. And here you are in your 30s. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So take us back to when you started photography. Well, I mean, I was taking pictures growing up. I remember I was in 4-H doing it. I didn't really know what I was doing when I was like probably 13 or 14, but it was fun. And then I was really into music. So, you know, I was always in, in bands and singing and playing guitar and did a couple tours just doing that, you know? And yeah. um, then I went to college for music technology. Oh, um, cool. So basically music production and graduated with that. And I just was like, man, what do I want to do? And I had some friends that we were trying to make some music together and like we need to get out of Indiana. It's there's nothing going on here. You know, yeah. it's I'm in know. Michigan, so I yeah, I can I can relate. <laughs> yeah, for music, it's just you if you want to meet the right people to get yourself out there properly, you gotta move to a city or at least spend a lot of time in a city where that thing's happening. I think that applies to anything, especially in the creative field. Mm-hmm. You know, I get a lot of photographers and video guys hitting me up on Instagram asking me how to get into it, and I'm like, where do you live? And they're like you know, middle of Kansas. It's like, well, you're going to need to get out of there most likely unless you start, if you want to get into music, you know, like the music industry, because it's just not where it's happening. If I was still in India, I'd probably just be keep doing, keep doing weddings and Mm -hmm. high school stuff, college stuff, you know, it's sports. It's not, not music, you know? So I, and I really wanted to be in it and I wanted to make music. I wasn't planning on doing photography down here in Nashville at all or video. 
Interesting. Um, yeah, that's. But cool. I'd always made money off it in college because you know I do I do music producing and then I had some rap clients that were like they'd see my camera sitting there and they'd be like, hey, you want to shoot me a music video and I'll give you two hundred bucks. I was like, yeah, I could probably do that. So we just <laughs> knock out a music video. I was like, this is kind of fun, you know, and got some money for it, you know. Um, so when I moved to Nashville, I had saved up some money working at the Apple Store and just full scent music, you know, for the first couple of years, we put out some songs, me and my roommates and in a band called the Boulevard, which we haven't really put anything out in the last few years. We've all kind of gone different directions with that. But I met some friends that were in a band and started taking pictures of them and um, down here made some money because I blew through the savings that I made just making music <laughs> down here. So I was like, all right, I need to get back. I need to make some, make some money. Drove for Lyft for a little while in there, but Man, one day it was crazy. I um, had this web design client that had hit me up from New York City, and long story short, I got scammed. Oh no! Out of about seven thousand dollars, I woke up one day and my bank account said negative six thousand seven hundred dollars. Oh I, man! I drove straight to the bank and I was like, "Holy shit! What do I do here?" Like yeah. it was a credit card scam. So they had used a credit card. And they had paid me like a couple months in advance. I wasn't doing so hot financially. I'd spent a lot of that money. I'd paid some, used some of that money to pay for a design for the website. So there was none of that left. He was supposed to pay another $7,000 for the design, allegedly. And that never happened. So they, they got off with my money. I had to pay the $7,000 back. And oh, I was telling wow. that to a friend. I told that to a couple people. And she was uh, talking to somebody else. And that guy just really felt bad for me that that had happened. And so he threw me a bone and got me on a behind the scenes video shoot for this artist, April cry. She was like a Disney country artist. And, um, her manager was the daughter of the singer of Leonard Skinner. Oh, wow. And they really liked, they really liked what I was doing. And their Skinner's made video guy couldn't make it out. So they needed somebody to fill in for a few shows. So they asked me to do it. And that, that was my first time touring with video and, and, so I went. Out, was out with them for like three or four months, and then that transitioned to another group. And then I uh, wasn't a huge fan of them, so I ended up leaving and met Morgan. Uh, ended, I think it was the end of twenty eighteen, like November twenty eighteen. Okay, so I just kind of skimmed through the, all that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, it's so interesting. I talk about this a lot on this podcast. It's a lot of times it's the networking. It's like you know, the more people you talk to the more likely you are, whether it's to book clients or book a big gig or, you know, and sometimes that means maybe not, not working for the most amount of money to start to show how good you are and then people like you. And it's, you know, it's such a process sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you meet Morgan and then it's like go time from there. Now you're on tour. Like how did that go? Well, I mean, we, when I met Morgan, I think he had like 40,000 followers on Instagram, if I remember correctly. And no, he's at like seven million or something. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, none of us ever would have thought um, yeah. that he would have gotten. Everybody wants to wants that for the person you're working with, but you know, right. you just that's so out there. So it's pretty crazy. But yeah, um, you know, touring in general, I think to really make it worth it, you're going to be around these guys and girls now for you know a considerable amount of time. So yeah. they they become kind of a family, a big family. Mm-hmm. At this point, we basically have a small town traveling around the world. Right, but, right. So you got to get along. And the first couple of weeks out, I mean, I felt like I'd known these guys for years. You know, oh, they're they're still so to awesome. this day. The band, my best friends. You know, um, we all just went out to dinner for a birthday last night. Um, but 
that's the biggest thing. I mean, we just got along. Like I wasn't making great yeah. money. I won't lie. Like Morgan wasn't making a ton of money and I just was trying to get myself out there. And that was the opportunity I had to do it. And they, everybody really believed in me and I loved all those guys, you know, it was that, that's the yeah. biggest thing, you know, cause there's probably other avenues, other industries as a photographer, videographer that you could get in other than music mm-hmm. that might in the short term get you some more money. But the most money has never been appealing to me. It's more about yeah, what same. am I doing? How am I, how am I feeling? Mm-hmm. So that that's what makes it worth it. Because if you're if you're traveling with some guys, which I have done in the past, uh, not with Morgan, but with other other groups, um, if you don't have that kind of synergy or whatever, it's it's just yeah. not it's just not worth it. You know, you're gonna you're gonna get burned out. Oh, for sure. I love that you said that. It's like. I mean, yeah, money is obviously important. We have to pay our bills and, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I need to retire at some point. So for sure, yeah, like money is important, but if it, what you're doing isn't bringing you joy and like lighting you up, it doesn't matter. Like if I had to shoot another wedding, I would like curl up in a ball and like rock myself. Like I, you know what I mean? Like hundred percent. it's, it's all about finding that genre that truly does light you up. And the team that you work with, like you were saying, I mean, it, I know your team's a little bit different because it's like the band and, you know, the crew and all the people behind the scenes as well. And for me, it's more of like my makeup artist, my assistant, you know, the studio that I'm in, if it feels right. Like, but regardless, having that team is so, so, so important. And I just want to encourage people to make sure that you are, one, doing a genre that lights you up and two, surrounding yourself with people that it feels good. You know? Oh yeah, and I think something I've witnessed and experienced myself. One of the hardest things is to recognize when it's not right. Yeah, because sometimes yeah. you think it's going to get better. Sometimes you're like, ah, oh, like if I just write it out, I just met these people. You know, I need to just make a better impression. You yeah. know, I just need to do better. You know, but it, at some point you got to call it. You know, it's like this, we're just not working well together. You know? Yeah, and and I think that can be like for for genres too where oh, yeah. we get a lot of, of wedding photographers or who are kind of drawn to like the portrait system because they're like, it doesn't feel right anymore. I'm burned out from it. I don't want to do it. I'd rather do portraits than just something that doesn't take all my evenings and weekends. And, you know, dealing with weddings is like, oh my God. Okay. There are people who love weddings. I'm not trying to knock it. It's just- Oh, my hat's off to those people. Yeah. I've done, I yeah. think I've shot three or four weddings and they were all in Indiana. And yeah, I definitely don't want to do that again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Okay, so moving on, something that is just so interesting to me, and I'm not usually like a techie person, like I don't usually geek out on like settings and light, you know, all the things. But like what you're doing is, it's insane. It's like you're dealing with low light, really fast moving subjects. It's not like you can, you know, use flash. You've got people everywhere. You're t- it's all candid. And then you have to take all of that and turn it into something really amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the idea. All doing it so fast, you know, different angles. And like, I saw you going from like on stage. I think at one point, I don't know if it was you. Is there another video guy that you work with? Um, in Detroit, I don't think he was out with us yet. We did just bring someone okay. on midway through the year, but I think it was after Detroit, if I remember okay. correctly. Okay. Like at one point you were like flying by, because we were right on the barrier, this like you know, gate thing Mm -hmm. before the pit. And you were like flying by, like getting the audience reaction, like with your camera and I, you know, and I'm like watching you like, Oh my gosh, he's doing this. And anyway, so can you talk to the people who are super interested in like, like 
start with your settings, for example. Do you know when the show starts that like, I'm going to start with these settings and I just have it nailed? Or are you constantly like adjusting and, and flipping through like your setting? Um, nowadays, you know, I think it, it's, it varies a little bit, but for the most part, I have my settings pretty locked in with my specific camera. I use the Sony a7S III. Um, nice, yeah. I started on the a7S II and I picked that camera um, because of the low light. Like I love that you mentioned yeah. low light because that has been the single biggest problem with shooting concerts, right? I've tried a lot mm-hmm. of different cameras, a lot. I've rent a lot just to try and see. And there really isn't a camera that picks up low light like that i think it's the the smaller megapixel count paired with just how the sensor picks up light somehow i'm not super nerdy about how the cameras are built but it's pretty magical i mean you can turn that thing up to 100,000 iso and it's like you know there's a little grain but like for video especially it's passable you know if you're trying to just capture something for instagram real quick it can see in the dark it's crazy um but i have three settings on my camera for video one's like a super bright light setting. So if there's a lot of light going on, it's going to turn a lot of those settings down. And then one's for kind of a catch-all. It can kind of do both, uh, mm-hmm. super low light, regular light. And then one's like a cinematic 24 frames a second, no slow motion. Just, you know, I, I pretty much shoot everything at 120 frames a second at this point, but sometimes you got to oh, wow. slow it, uh, just get that cinematic like motion blur, you know, but. Right. How much of what you're doing is video compared to stills? Because it seems like you take a lot of stills as well. Yeah, and this year, we midway through the year, it's actually really cool. We brought on my buddy Matt Paskert, um, and he actually was the one who referred me for Morgan like five or six oh, no years kidding. ago. He was working with an artist called Jake Owen. Um, I know and, Jake Owen. Oh, hell yeah. Awesome. I saw him at Fa- – well, I don't know him, but I saw him at Faster Horses. Oh, nice. Uh, either last year or the year before. There's a good chance my other photographer was there shooting his show. So that's funny, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, but he, we brought him out this year, and he's been sticking with photos. But I still shoot. I mean, I'll still take fifteen hundred to two thousand photos a show, paired with the video. Wow. You know, I I love shooting, and I know Morgan. I want to make sure that we get everything if we can. You know, so yeah. So two thousand still frames on top of video. Correct. All the yeah. video. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay. So I do want to ask, I want to ask you about the, the, like how editing and calling and all that, but I just want to, I want to stick to the gear first. Okay. So you shoot yeah, yeah. with the Sony. Is there anything else that you're shooting with or is it just you and that camera? My favorite way to shoot is, is just me and the camera. You know, I like yeah. handheld a lot. I don't, I have a gimbal and I use it sometimes, but I'm really into handheld a lot, especially with the Sony, you know, shooting at 120 FPS, you know, you can do a lot with stabilizing in post. You can do a lot with slowing stuff down and it just really smooths it out the camera itself has really good active stabilization so i I pretty much only use that you know i have some lenses that i I cycle through um but sony's treated me really well in that way as far as just their gear itself you know it's it's really cool what's your go-to lenses probably the 1635 i use the most um g master um i do like the 24 to 70 a lot that's definitely more catch-all but when you're in a venue, the 24 is just not quite wide enough for me. A lot of times when you're yeah. trying to get a wide shot, let's show everybody, you know, even 16 can be a little, not quite wide enough. I'm probably, I want to get a, like a 10 millimeter or something. One of these days I heard Canon came out with a really cool looking one. I want to check out, but, but yeah, that one definitely. And then the, for photos, 7,200. I mean, if, if you go look at Morgan's Instagram, 
I'd say at least 50% of his photos are from the 70 to 200. So that's what I was thinking. That's why I was surprised when you said the 16 to 35, but that makes sense. Cause you're, you know, you have to get those wide angles to get the crowd and the, right. Know, and that's for video and- for video. I'm usually using the okay. 1635 and then for photo, it's definitely mostly the 7200 for those close-ups. but. Okay. And then I'm just trying to think of all the questions people are wanting me to ask right now about like settings and all that. So for shutter speed, are you typically shooting at a really fast shutter speed in order to get things sharp? For photo, absolutely. I mean, when when Matt came out, you know, we had talked about it too. Because yeah, when you're at when you're at 7200, any anywhere in there, I try to keep it over one over a thousand pretty much all the time because there's so much action going on. Um, mm-hmm. And with the Sony's, you can really turn up that ISO. So that's what I was going to say. That you would have to, and in, in such a dark venue like that, mm-hmm. you'd have to have the ISO up. Like it ha- like there's no other way if you're going to shoot at one over a thousand shutter speed. Oh, and when we started out, I mean, it was all dark. Nowadays, it's like the stage is the brightest thing you've ever seen. It's basically the sun, right. and then everything else is dark. So you have this huge right. contrast going from the crowd to the stage, and that's uh-huh. and then you throw fire in there, and that is just—I mean—it just messes the whole thing up. You can't even see the crowd anymore because the fire is so bright; it just dims the crowd mm-hmm. out. So I'm navigating that. I mean, when I'm taking pictures of the fire to get all that detail in there, I'll underexpose it like three stops. You know, yeah. like it almost yeah. all you can see is the the texture of the fire. But with editing and the Sony. I could, the crowd could be pitch black and you can bring them back. I mean, Morgan could be almost completely gone, but you can bring him back with a little yeah. editing. You know, it's crazy. Oh, that's so cool. What do you use to edit? Like Photoshop, Lightroom? Um, I used Lightroom for a long time, but I actually recently this year switched to Capture One for uh, photo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason for that is, and, and I challenge anybody, especially with the Sony, to try this. Take a photo, don't edit it. Put it in Lightroom and put it in Capture One and put them side by side on your screen and tell me which one you like better. Because they do something wow. different with the color profile when you import it. And specifically mm. for with Sony, I think one of the biggest complaints that I've had and other people have had is the colors compared to Canon. A lot of times people prefer Canon colors. And and yeah. I would say the same, like straight out of the camera, I would totally agree. But when you when I got Capture One, I'm like, there's the, the Canon colors with my Sony. I got it. See? Like, nice. It's it's awesome. And then I, I love Photoshop. So it's definitely Capture One and Photoshop mixed together. Yeah. I think it's really good to to play around with things that that you know are gonna work for you. Like yeah. just to try out new things. I don't do that enough. Like I've never even tried Capture One. I've been a, a photographer for 13, 13 years now. And I've never even tried Capture One. What like do you I shoot get on, stuck typically. A Canon. Canon. Okay. Right now I have an R five. Oh, that's a great camera. I rented so, that a lot last year. That's that's a beautiful camera. Yeah, I had the Mark IV for like seven years, and finally I was like, okay, it's time. It's that was time a classic up. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But I, I just, I don't play around enough. I think with what with what is out there, and so I think that's just a good reminder that something really could make your life easier if you just try it. <laughs> you know, like try something new. Well, I think something that made the difference for me with Capture One was just looking at the final image. Like I said, it's like it looks so much better when you just compare it straight out of camera. I'm like. I, I don't even care. I mean, I can't lie. Capture One is a little bit of a glitchier program. <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. lost anything. It hasn't crashed on me too much or anything. But just like little things about it, there's some quirks. And it's so it's not really – I kind of took a loss in the editing flow. I had to like really kind of re- rework how I did it with that. Yeah. But uh, 
it's worth it when the image looks that much better. You know, I don't, I wish I could put the profiles in Lightroom because I do like the workflow of Lightroom better, but it's when the image just looks that much better, I can't ignore that, you know? Right, right, for sure. I wonder if there's a way to like, mimic the capture one profile and have it like a preset or something in Lightroom. I know I tried. I'd spent like a couple, you know, 20 minutes looking into that one time and I couldn't find anything online, but yeah. Def- if you ever come across anything, let me know. Yeah, if anyone reaches out to me, <laughs> I'll or maybe they'll reach out to you directly, but Okay, real quick, I want to go back to just when you were talking about having to switch from, you know, the dark crowd to the stage and all of that. I feel like that's something that you really have to you have to like know your camera. You have to know your settings. Just like when you're at a wedding, you're mm-hmm. switching like from, you know, if you're facing this way and the bride and groom are walking or the bride and bride or groom and groom, whatever, walking yeah. down the aisle. And then you turn this way. It can be a completely different light. Like you have to be on your toes so quickly switching your settings. Like you have to know them by the, do you feel like that's true with what you do? Yes. And I, I also set myself up in a way where I don't have to worry about it too much because the camera's so quick at adjusting. And as I've upgraded cameras, it's definitely gotten better. But um, I basically shoot everything at uh, shutter priority. So oh, I'm, perfect. I'm yeah. setting, I'm setting. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've done mm-hmm. manual for photos. It's all manual. But for uh, video, it's uh, definitely shutter priority saved me because I always, you always want to keep that double shutter speed over the frame rate at least. So, you know, if you're shooting at 24, you want it to be at like one over 50, that kind of thing. But yeah, and I'll, I'll be shooting. It's crazy. Like I'll shoot at the stage and I'll be, I'll look at my camera and it'll say like, I'm shooting an F14, F15 for video. Wow. And it looks great. And then I turn to the crowd and it brings it back down to F2.8 and everybody's there. And the, the smoothness of that is so much smoother than trying to like adjust the dials in real time, change the yep. aperture. It's oh, like, yeah. just saves your butt a lot in that way. So I'd, you know, I think if you're trying to shoot a music video or like a cinematic, you know, thing, it's like, yeah, you're going to want to keep the f-stop at 2.0. You want to keep that open. You want to have that depth of field. But for a show, it's like there's so much manipulation you can do in post. And yeah. so if I want to add some depth of field, it's a couple of clicks. It's not it's not something I'm worried about. So I like to keep the camera as like, okay, I'm just going to point it here and it's going to work. I'm I'm not Gonna, I don't want to think about, okay, I need to adjust this stuff. Totally. Uh, there's so much going on as you experience being there. And when I'm on stage specifically, the biggest thing I'm worried about is not running into Morgan. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't be too right. worried about my camera settings at that point. I have to watch where I'm walking, you know. Mm-hmm. Or and falling off the stage. Like, has that ever happened? <laughs> I have never fallen off the stage. Um, Morgan walked into, he, he, there was so much cryo, like the smoke all over the stage one time yeah. when we first got it. I mean, he, uh, tripped a little bit there one time but I've come close for sure it's like there's so much they have this low-lying fog over the stage and there's literally chunks of holes in the stage for fire to come out so you gotta yeah gotta be careful (laughs) yeah it's yeah I forget about shutter priority or aperture priority I'm just thinking like I feel like you could even use either either or for like family if you're photographing little kids for example they're always Mm -hmm. so you know running around and so we just had our own family (laughs) I have two little boys, had our own um, family photos done. And I was just like, thank God it's not me doing my own family <laughs> photos because my kids are wild. But it it seems like that's something that you could do for any sort of or sports or like any like movement. If you need that crisp, sharp, you know, when, when someone's moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think with photo, it's like there isn't going to be a huge advantage to doing shutter priority because 
you can just crank the shutter oh, up. Oh, yeah, it's for video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, talking about video. Yeah, but for video, for video I think yeah. the, the importance for me, because if you, especially at a show, if you crank your shutter speed up higher than the 180-degree rule, if you're familiar with that for, for video. Will you, you tell people, just for people who are not familiar, for listeners? Yeah, so essentially the 180-degree rule means if you're shooting, there's a nerdier way to say this, but if you're shooting at 24 frames a second, you want to have your shutter speed be double that in terms of like one over 50. So Mm -hmm. one over 48 would be ideal if you were at 24, but most DSLR cameras aren't going to let you slide that down. So one over 50 is going to be as close as you get. And then if you're shooting at 60 frames a second, you want to be shooting at a shutter speed of one over 120. And that's going to create the most natural motion blur. Also, it's going to pick up light correctly. Light is flickering all the time, right? So with the video, if you crank that up past that, and you're at a show and you don't have good quality lighting, which a lot of shows are not worried about camera quality lighting. Right. Um, there, there's a, something called a CRI rating, and that only pretty much applies to camera gear for lighting. Um, and stage designers don't care about any of that, as far as <laughs> I've seen. So you're going to get something called banding. And yes. that's because yeah. the lights are flickering and your shutter speed is not synced up with that. So... Okay. It creates this banding, and I hate that look. So um, it's that's why it's, I keep it a shutter priority because then I always know I don't care how high my how tight my f stop gets because I know I'm not going to have banding. Okay, good. That's awesome. Okay, I want to shift gears a little bit. I know you you know you briefly talked about just people want to know how to get into this and all of that, and like if someone. <laughs> I know it helps to live in a bigger city where there's a lot of musicians and that sort of thing, but have you ever heard of people just kind of like cold calling or like cold reaching out to an artist or, you know, like if someone doesn't know someone yet, Mm -hmm. you know, how would you tell people to get started? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, especially in the music industry, I think, you know, and really any industry I'd I'd guess with this creative stuff is you want the people want to see some good work. And then if they believe yeah. in that, they'll want to they'll want to see what you can do with them. Yeah. So it's I don't really see a problem with with cold emailing or something like that. I've considered it um, in the past. I feel like I've everything I've ever gotten as far as a gig down here has has related to going to someone's house party or a bar, and you know you're just you're just having a good time, mm-hmm. and you start talking about what you like to do, and you're like, wow, I really vibe with this person. I want to work with them. I don't even care if their photography or whatever isn't as good as this other guy. I don't vibe well with that guy. I want to work with this guy. Mm -hmm. And then you guys grow together. And so I always tell people, like, figure out a way to get around people more in more of a social setting. Because it's like, yeah, you could probably cold email. I've never done it. I've never had success with it. I feel like people have. I can't honestly think of, like, one example where I've, like, heard that really working out other than, you know, it's more like an interview sense. Like if people, if you come across something where they've put out something out there, like either on Instagram or, or TikTok or something, or just a general interview website, there's a website called entertainmentcareers.net. I've always looked at. Oh, nice. And, uh, you know, something like that. I mean, you're applying for it. I would almost go for those things more than just cold emailing. But if you're going to cold email, I would start with the artist. I would have yeah. your, your dope pictures on your Instagram message, the artist and, try to just be like, yo, I love your stuff. I would love to shoot for you. Like, this is it. I think we can make something really cool together. Because if you can get the artist on board, it's just a lot of 
it's just a lot easier sell. I mean, they're, they're, that's yeah. who you're going to be working with a lot anyway. So, yeah. I mean, I would go for that. That makes so much sense. And and a lot of this goes back to kind of building that portfolio. Like you can't just have nothing and be like, hey, I want to work for you. Like right, it's, exactly. it might be doing shows for free. And, you know, like I do a lot of personal branding photography. And before I had a personal branding portfolio, I had to, I shot people for free. You know, I, I built that portfolio up until I was like, okay, I'm ready to, you know, charge or whatever. But I feel like it's the same thing. You have to spend time getting that awesome portfolio. Oh yeah. 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 And getting out there. I mean, it's like, you gotta maybe buy a ticket to a show that you want to shoot and then try to Mm -hmm. reach out to management and say, Hey, like I already bought a ticket to the show. I'm not looking for a handout. Can I, I can I shoot it? Can I, I, I'll send you all the pictures for free. I just, I, you know, here's some of the stuff I've taken to other shows or whatever. Like, I think that would be good. I mean, you're going to get turned Mm -hmm. down a lot of times for that. I mean, there's a lot of people trying to do it nowadays, but you know, if you, if you've, find the right person, I would be looking for people that you really, you believe in, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you wouldn't have wanted to work with the artists if they hadn't put out all this dope music. Right. It's kind of why you need to have something to show for yourself too. Um, mm-hmm. But try to find people that are up and coming, you know, that you believe in. Cause when I met Morgan, I was like, dude, I believe in this guy's voice a lot. Like he's, he's super good. Like I will take, I took a pay cut to work with him mm-hmm. because I believed in it. I didn't think we'd be here, but I thought I could make a living doing it with him. And I thought it'd be a lot of fun. And out of anybody I'd met, he was the best singer. So it's like, let's do it. (laughs) That's such good advice. Such good advice. Because, I mean, you're not going to, you know, message Morgan Wallen right now and be like, hey, can I, you know, video your show? But I I just, I love what you said about find up and coming people, buy a ticket, like don't try and get stuff for free. And we've talked about on this podcast before where sometimes people will do that, like, you know, oh, you know, can I pick your brain to talk to you about how you do your business and I'll buy you a cup of coffee? And it's like, dude, I have two kids. I'm so busy. Like, I really want to help you and everything. But, you know, it's like you, if you came at, came at it like, hey, I'll photograph your family if you just spend an hour with me, talk to me about business. You know, some sort of where it feels yeah. like a good even exchange as opposed to just, yeah, can I? I think that's I huge. love that. I love I that. I think that's yeah. huge. Okay, so speaking of pricing, how would you recommend for people to start charging? So let's say they they are getting gigs, but they're like, oh, I don't even know where to begin. Like they have their awesome portfolio and someone's like, yeah, you can shoot whatever, how much you charge. Like where do you even start? Yeah, yeah. And I think it does vary a little bit. um, But for the most part in the music industry, there's kind of a general show pay vibe going on um between like the band and the crew so pretty much any touring member is going to be on a show pay until a certain point like you might get salaried eventually that's you know the goal right um but maybe maybe some people don't want that but show pay has its advantages and disadvantages because when you're in the short term you make more money but if you don't book yourself gigs after that you'll be uh living off that so yeah yeah um, that makes sense you know, starting out the first three years, that was all with Morgan. It was all show pay, so it was always trying to find time to fill that in. But, but you know, we would do different shoots in between if there were studio days. You know, that kind of as a show day. You know, it was all, it was all worked out. But um, I was always reinvesting in myself. I'd been constantly in debt. I'd just kept buying gear and trying stuff, and mm-hmm. just because I believed in the whole thing. So, you know, I, in hindsight, I'm glad I did it. I probably made some stupid decisions as far as money in the beginning but uh i can relate to that yeah (laughs) there was uh i can't remember who told me this but 
there's there's a couple people. Actually, I do remember there was somebody at the Apple Store. I used to work at the Apple Store in Indiana, and I was think I was mentioning to this woman that I was helping. I was like the genius at the Apple Store, and I was helping her with her phone. And uh, I was telling her about photography, and she was just so excited for me, you know, just to try to do that. And mm-hmm. she didn't even know me at all. She knew nothing about me, but she was so excited. And she was like, just buy the best gear you can get. Just buy every, the best things you can get, even if you go in debt, because it's you're going to thank yourself so much later. And that always stuck with me. And I wasn't buying the best gear at the time. I was budgeting. I was like, oh, I'm just going to get something that will work. And like when I didn't do that and I bought the best gear I wanted to get, I looked at the best the A7S, I got it, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. that's really what made a huge difference for me, you know. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think there is something to, especially with what you do, you've got to have that that good gear for sure. Yeah. And I mean, everyone has their different like com- comfort levels when getting into debt. Like I used to be a social worker. Mm. And I was so in debt. Oh my gosh. And then when I started my business, like I did not have a huge saving. I was just like, I'm going to start a photography business, you know? And (laughs) and I was freaked out, but I was okay with that, you know, Mm -hmm. where some people would never like get into debt and start a business or whatever. So it's so much about your comfortability, but I do think there's something to be said about if there is a specific piece of gear that is going to make the ship go faster, like you got to find a way to get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, communicating with the people, your team, you know, show them the value in it and, you know, yeah. they'll want to help Renting, you. like you oh, were saying, yeah. you rented that. Yeah. Like if that's how you can just figure out if, if you truly need it, rent it a couple times and. Yeah. And last year, you know, I wanted to try some new stuff out. I was kind of thinking like oh, a lot of other brands have upgraded. Let me try out some gear. I ended up sticking with my Sony, but, uh. You know, when I was doing all that, I just tried to communicate with Morgan, like, and his team, like, Hey, I want to try this out. Like would you guys reimburse me for it? You know, a lot of it's about communication. And then they ask, you know, okay, well, what's, what's this going to look like difference, you know? And then Mm -hmm. I show them and they're like, oh, okay, that's worth trying it out. So a lot of it's about communicating, you know, get that stuff covered once you find people that believe in you. Cause it's, you know, you're just trying to help them. You're trying to bring more value to them. It's not like you're trying to just do it for yourself, you know? For sure. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about just lifestyle in general, you know, like, Going on tour, it's it's not like I mean, you're are you gone for like long stretches of time, and I feel like it. You have to really be someone who's okay with travel, and I mean, like, what's that been like? Yeah, if you don't like traveling, I don't think touring in the music industry would be <laughs> very fun. I definitely love traveling, and there's highs and lows through all that. Um, the right, country right. stuff's cool because a lot of it throughout the year is mainly on the weekends. Mm. So a lot of times you're home, you get home Sunday or Monday, and um, you leave again on Wednesday or Thursday. So so there's breaks in between. It's not like you're... Yeah, a lot of the times. Yeah. Like this year, usually around August, there's a longer stint. Like we were gone, I think, the last two months that we toured the most. Like, yeah, I was home one day in there. Okay. Yeah. But wow. that's that's because yeah. you go to the West Coast, you hit Canada, you know, and once you're out there, nobody wants to fly you home, you know. Right, <laughs> right, so, right. It's uh, definitely towards, sometimes it'll be longer. But if you go look at the pop tours and the rock tours, and, and I mean, they'll be like, in hip hop, I mean, it's like three, four months, you're gone. Like, that's just typical. Now, the, I think yeah. the, the flip side of that is you might get more off time, but it kind of depends on the situation, you know. And if you're getting show paid, then that's going to suck because then you're not going to be making any money for six months. It's like, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Oh my gosh. It, it sounds like it's just so, like, so much fun and such a, like, shiny 
like career, you know, especially with someone who is, has done as well as Morgan and, you know, just to be on that journey with him, it seems like such an amazing experience. But if that's not for you and your lifestyle, it's like, is this going to bring you joy? Like, do I oh, want to yeah. be away from my boys that lo- hell no. Well, you know, I'm like I right now I'm know, single so like, and like, it's hard to find a girlfriend, you know, it's like, I don't, yeah. I don't see myself touring forever. And I definitely, it would be hard to work with another artist at this point touring. Right, right, right. Because of the family thing that I mentioned earlier, because it's like you build that up and it's like, God, like this wouldn't be worth it if it wasn't the fact that I'm with these people, you know, it really wouldn't be. It's because there is a lot of tough times and, you know, you miss a lot of family events, you miss a lot of Mm -hmm. birthdays and, um, you know, friendships kind of not fall apart, but they'll, you know, you're gone. So I come home and everybody that I know at home, you know, a bunch of stuff's happened and I'm just like, I can't even keep up, you know, it's like, so there's, there's definitely negatives and, um, but as long as you're around the right people, I think that's what makes it worth it. It it seems like too, like, especially with where you're at now, if you decided this wasn't for you anymore or whatever, I feel like you have so much street cred now. <laughs> that it <laughs> I don't even be think about it that way, but it's cool. hard to, I know you seem like a real humble guy, but like, it wouldn't be that hard. I feel like to get a lot of paying work with your resume now, you know? So I feel like there's that too. Like, even if you didn't do this forever or, you know, I don't know. It just seems like you could kind of do whatever you want now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know about that, but you know, I, I, I want to get into helping people more, get into things, you know, and you know, photography and music. The, the reason why I loved it was honestly my own mental health. It, it kept me sane. Um, yeah. I, I struggled with depression like a lot of people too, especially in high school and growing up in college and stuff, you know, didn't come from a bunch of money or anything. And you feel, mm-hmm. you feel so small in the, in the world. Um, yeah. And, you know, you just, you just got to keep moving and um, photography and music just take, kind of put you in this place of just, okay, I don't have to worry about the negative stuff for this three minute song. Um, or yeah, if I'm diving yeah. into an edit or I'm really experiencing a show, it's like all my problems kind of fall. They end up coming back. So you got to deal with it, but you know, you, you got to find stuff like that. So I'd love to make a YouTube channel or, you know, something mm-hmm. to, to try to do tutorials or so- something to help people get, just get more into it. Cause it can be a lot of fun. Yeah. I really think there's a market for it. Um, and again, with your street cred, I really think that that's something, you know, when it, when it comes time that, you're ready to, I really think people would take to it. It seems like you've just had so much good experience around it all. And I think there are a lot of people out there who would be interested in doing this type of work and maybe not even just for musicians, but like Broadway shows or, um, you know, I don't know any other theater. I'm just trying to think of other kind of performance type situations, sports, sporting events, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe getting hired by a specific athlete to do, you know, I don't know. I mean, I just, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity out there that people would be interested in in learning how this all works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And just specific things, you know, I don't necessarily want to make a how to color grade video, but it's like, right, because there's so many of those out there. It's like I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out what would be special to make, like to actually educate, help people. You know, that's, yeah. that's something new. You know. Well, our listeners, let David know what you want, there or you let go. me know, and I'll let him know. There you <laughs> go. So I'm curious with you, Nikki. Like, what made you want to do this podcast? Oh man, I actually got asked to host it. I'm I'm super lucky. You know, when you were talking about moving to a city mm-hmm. where 
things happen. So I was born and raised in Michigan, met my husband and he was like, I'm moving to the Pacific Northwest. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go. So we moved (laughs) to Seattle and I was still a social worker. I was so burned out, like, you know, depression, like all the things. It was just a really, really hard career. And living in Seattle is what ultimately, as much as I, I felt like it was really hard living in Seattle, it's not where I would choose to live. It's a great city, but it wasn't like my home. I love Seattle, but by the way. Do you? Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful beautiful. city. But when I moved there, there was a photography studio that had a ton of education and it was three miles from my apartment. So anytime they needed a student to fill in, I would go or, you know, sign up for the classes or whatever. And then that's how I met my mentor, Sue Bryce, who is the one who started the portrait system and all of this. And, you know, she took me under her wing and she's become one of my best friends. She's one of the, you know, probably one of the top is one of the top photography educators in the world. That's awesome. And she she's originally from New Zealand, and then she moved to Seattle. And so she moved to Seattle. And um, yeah, it, had I not been in Seattle, going to this photography studio to learn and connecting with her, I, I, there's no way I'd be here. Right. And I think you just you just told a story that like proves kind of a similar thing to me. It's like, you got to just kind of move around and find where you fit. You got to be open mind, open, not open minded, but open to new things. You know, it's yeah. like, cause if you had told me I'd be doing this before I moved to Nashville, it, it probably wouldn't have even sounded as appealing as it right. is, you know, right, right. but in the moment, you know, things just kind of work out and the things you thought you wanted to do kind of shift. And it's just, it's crazy mm-hmm. how that can work. Just like, just moving, just getting out, just doing it. Yeah, you don't have to move to a new city. I mean, it's it, you might think you want to get in the music industry and then fine, you don't. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it, that might yeah. just be one part of what you like to do. And then you find, oh, wait, I actually like really shooting cars or shooting sports. You know, I think the automotive stuff looks really cool. Gaming, there's mm-hmm. a lot of opportunity. It's like, there's so many things to shoot. It's like, yeah. I loved music because I was a musician, you know, and I think that, mm-hmm. Oh, it still helps me stand out as far as video editing, you know, whereas a lot of video guys yeah. don't know much about music, you know. Well, and, and like you were, like the things that you're good at that, that light you up. So for me, I'm not the best photographer in the world. I'm pretty good. You know, my clients love their photos and I think I do a great job. But what I love is connecting with people, which is probably why I was a social worker and, you know, yeah. like building relationships. I've been a bridesmaid 13 times. Like, Like friendships and just connecting with people is one of the most important things. So when they asked me, hey, will you host the podcast? I was like, yeah, like that's a no brainer for me. And I love it so much. And it's so cool because people will message me saying like, oh my gosh, you do so good at it. And it's like one of my favorite things to hear, you know, that I'm able. Now, if someone's interviewing me, I don't think I'm quite as good. I like to interview other people and hear about them and ask questions and about their life and whatever, because that truly, it lights me up. Like I can get into a deep conversation with someone in 30 seconds. I'm like, we're going there, you know? Yeah. yeah. I just, I just really love it. So it's funny how, yes, I'm a photographer, but ultimately, yeah, we have to do the things that we're really good at. And, and I bet if you, someone had told you you were doing that before, you might not have even thought that was something you'd want to do, you know, but it's like, now that you're here, it's like, Hey, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. I love it. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for where all of this has led, led me to be, you know? So yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, it is. It's very awesome. Well, thank you. This is so great. It's so great to, to hear kind of the, 
the other side of what it's, you know, what it's like on a completely different genre in the same industry. And I think people are going to learn a lot from this. So, yeah. Sweet. Very cool. Um, I do have a couple other questions, though, that I always ask at the end yeah, of each yeah. episode. Uh, the first one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? And I know you're Sony, but is there anything <laughs> else you can think of? <laughs> I mean, easy answer is good lighting. Uh, but I think, you know, finding that, is the, that's the tough part. When you don't have good lighting, you know, really trying to find that. But that's not even a thing. I'm trying to think. Probably my phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like an item, you're saying? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, yeah. And do you use your phone? Do you have it with you all the time during your photo shoots? Like, are you using it in a certain way? Yeah, especially with video. You know, it's really nice to monitor through your phone. You can check. Color, uh, you can, I can put the color grade that I use on it um, pretty much exclusively. Um, so you oh, kind of check that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's really great if you're doing like a small acoustic video to just kind of, and you don't have monitors. You can just hand the label or the management your phone, and it's like here you can watch the shot. You know. And yeah. they're like, what? That's wireless. That's crazy. You know, but so yeah, I don't, I, my iPhone 14 Pro Max, I'll use it. It's on stage too. You know, if you flip it upside mm-hmm. down and run out with it on the ground, it looks so cool in the wide angle. Yeah, that's awesome. I use my phone quite a bit during shoots for behind the scenes stuff because I, it's you know, I am an that. educator and I have courses and stuff like that. And people want to see, like, how did you do that? How did you light it? How did you, you know, so I don't always have an assistant with me. Sometimes I'm by myself. So I can just like set my phone up you know, on a tripod or whatever and call today. So yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. I normal. this is a total personal question. Just as a side note, before I get to question two, how do you, do you like protect your hearing? I wear hearing aids and I believe like I have tinnitus mm-hmm. and I believe it is from damage to, um, my ears from, uh, I can remember the day it happened. It was in 1999. I'm that old. Oh, wow. And, um, I was at a club and my ears never stop ringing after that. Like, is that something that you wow. do? I mean, because as as photographers, you know, doing events and whatever, like, you don't really think about having to protect your physical well being as well. Like, do you, you know? Oh, it's a big deal. Um, so I have tinnitus as well. Oh um, no shit! And I didn't before I started touring, so I know that it definitely has something to do with it. And when I when I started, you know, none of the artists I was working with had like a bunch of money to throw around, so. I would. I was supposed to be wearing earplugs. I bought my own earplugs, but by the time you know during the day, you're not wearing the earplugs all day. So by the time yeah. the show happens, you're about everyone's about to go on stage. You're about to go on stage. And you're like, shit, dude, my my earplug yes. earplugs are on the bus. Oh. Like, it's, so you mm-hmm. just kind of do the show without it, and uh, the end of the show, your ears are ringing. But nowadays, for the last uh, probably two years, I've had I wear in ear monitors, so I hear the. Okay hear the mix from their stage. I can they have talkbacks on stage so the band and Morgan might communicate throughout the show. So it's helpful for me to hear all that stuff to know what's going yeah. on. Sometimes they'll cut a song, sometimes they'll add a song, that kind of thing. Right. And those protect your ears really good because they're they're molded to your ear canal. So it's just Okay. Yeah. Cool. So definitely important. I wish I didn't have tinnitus yeah. and if I could oh, go back in time, I, if I could go back, I'd wear earplugs at every show. <laughs> for sure. You and me both. My he- hearing aids do help me with it, by the way. It doesn't make it go away fully, but when they're in, I can hear the other sounds that I'm supposed to be hearing, so I don't hear the ringing as much. Gotcha, um, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can hear without them, but there are times when, I, to my kids, I'm like, what, what, what? And I was like, I can't. I just, I, so I got them, and it's great. But. I've experienced that with my friends, too, so I'm, hopeful, I'm sure one day I might need to explore that. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like the best having a man. I'm like, oh, 
And then I take them out at the end of the night and I'm in my own cocoon again. Yes, yes, that's funny. <laughs> okay, so question two is how do you spend how do you spend your time when you're not working? Um, I used to just be work more. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people say that when I when I ask that question. Yeah, well, this year in particular, I've definitely had um, the I guess luxury to 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 take more time to myself when we're off the road. I mean. There's definitely been some busier times, but um, this year I intentionally took it because I just kind of was going crazy. I needed to just lay in my bed sometimes, go see friends Mm -hmm. sometimes, not try to fill my schedule all the time. And I'm blessed to be able to do that this year. Yeah. So important. Yeah. It's really the first year financially that I was able to do that, you know, so um, and that's made a big difference on figuring out, you know, I think it made the product better. I think it made the videos better for Morgan is me being able to just take that time. You know, when I first come home, I'm not just like, all right, let's get this video done as quickly as possible, like we used to do. Now it's yeah. like, all right, where do I really want to go with this? Maybe I just need to like chill for a second, you know, and, and making the audio is such a huge part of that now. I, I remix a lot of Morgan's songs for the videos. Um, oh, nice. Wow. I, that's that, another whole part of it we didn't even talk about. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, yeah, that's kind of made it a lot cooler for me coming from a music background being, you know, one day I think he, we were kind of thinking the videos were getting monotonous. You know, we shoot the same show all the time. It's like yeah. the same lighting, the same people. It's like, ah. So the videos were just getting kind of monotonous. We'd do one after every single show, too. So it was like getting oh getting a lot of the same yeah. stuff. And then his music, it's just, we've used, they're great songs, but we've heard it a million times. So I tried it one day just as a experiment. I was just like, hey, man, I texted him. I was like, hey, like, trying something different here. If you don't like it, we don't have to use it. But I changed some stuff up with the audio. And he was like, holy shit, dude, this is so sick. Like, cause awesome. it just like make it's more of like a cinematic trailer vibe, like mm-hmm. dark, like R and B, you know, kind of vibe that I go for. And so we've just kind of ridden on that. Cause it's been a lot of fun. There's been a lot of people sharing it and using those remixes too on like TikTok and stuff. So it's cool. Oh, that's nice. Very cool. My chickens are totally looking in the window at me right now. You have um, chickens? I do. We have eight chickens. That's awesome. I want to get some chickens yeah. one day. Oh that's my awesome. Gosh, they're the best. I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I'm going to look at your videos now in a different way now that I know that you're doing the audio and as well. So, yeah. And we incorporate a lot of other music like uh, Morgan and I both really like hip hop. And um, so we'll, you'll find a lot of that in there, like just random hip hop songs we like, we'll throw in there. But if you hear like yeah. a different Morgan sounding kind of song, if it's Morgan singing, it's probably remixed, unless it's like the yeah. chorus. Well, I usually keep that right. the same, but sweet. Very cool. All right, number three is, okay, and I know you have the Sony and you said, but is there any other like photography-specific product that you would totally recommend? Maybe like, like I love my spider holster. I love my spider holster. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard of that? Yeah. I uh, think so. Or yeah. anything, you know, any sort of product. You know, I do try to keep it light. I travel, I go with a sling bag on stage that has my, another lens in it. Usually I shoot shows with just two lenses. I'm not trying to go too crazy on that. Right. So sling bag's important. I really like having a cage on my camera um, Ah, because you can attach certain things to it. I still like a small cage, though. Like it's uh, very low profile. You can get some cages that are real bulky, but um, that and I guess my gimbal, you know, it is cool to get some specific shots with that. But using it, I don't know if you've ever used a gimbal. 
I tr- I bought one and I can't I seriously can't figure out how to use it. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> like it it's no, like it's a not embarrassing. robotic it's... one and it like and I'm like it just was doing my head in and I oh god. So yeah, no, it's never... that's not embarrassing. That that shit is confusing and <laughs> uh, it's it's frustrating because it never yeah. quite does what you want it to do. You know, like a full steady cam rig is just even really difficult. That's why they pay those guys so much money to come out and use them. They have they've paid, you know, those huge rigs for steady cams are like could be a hundred thousand dollars to buy so these yeah. dps buy them and like that's part of being a dp for steady cam op is learning that gear like you're just so good <sighs> so at that crazy. gear you know so yeah gimbal's kind of on a small scale of that but it, you kind of need it sometimes for those specific shots so between the cage and the gimbal i think that's really all else i use beside the camera i mean when i really think really? about it you know that's at a show you're not bringing lighting you're not trying to do anything too crazy you're just trying to capture what's going on what's provided for you to capture on and at a morgan show in my opinion you can just kind of turn the camera anywhere and you're going to find something yeah. awesome so if yeah you, signs and yeah yeah like just keep I mean, in addition to what he's doing like the crowd and the signs and yeah there isn't awesome. yeah there's a lot of accessories you need you know i've tried filters yeah. like promise filters and um just different random little looks for things but i always just come back to like dude you're just taking away from just look around like this is it like mm-hmm. <laughs> you got it <laughs> simplicity perfect yeah. sweet uh number four is what would you tell people who are just starting out um i mean be open to change because you know like we talked about earlier even with your story you know the thing you think you want to do may not actually be what brings you the, the joy you know it's like yeah music was such a thing I thought I'd want to do. And maybe I'll pursue that a little bit more at some point. But now the way that music plays in my life, it's not so much of a job. And music is probably my favorite thing in the whole world. And I think not making it my job has kept it special for me. You know? I love that. Um, And I'm still able to incorporate it into into Morgan. So it's still really fulfilling for me. Um, Yeah. And I think as a musician, the biggest thing for for music is experiencing other people experiencing it and getting joy out of it. Oh, totally. That has been so awesome to see, not only for the visual side of it, but when I see, you know, I remember the first time we did a remix, Morgan texted me, he's like, bro, there's like 20,000 people on TikTok have shared it. Like just the song, like just use the audio. And I'm like, it's so, so fulfilling. So heck yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and like Morgan's your client, obviously, and you want him to be super happy which is number one, like when I think about my clients, like I don't care what anybody else thinks as long as my clients love it. Great. But when other people do love it, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just be open Mm -hmm. because you gotta, I would never have thought, like I said, that I'd be doing this. If you had told me I'd be doing this, I might not have even wanted to move, you know, but now that I'm (laughs) here, it's like, wait, this is so much better than I thought it would have been. If you had told me about mm-hmm. this before, because if you told me before, I'd been like, no, I want to be in a band. I want to do, I want to tour. I want to play guitar. You know, it's like, and that could have been cool, but this yeah. is also really awesome and special. And I, I'm so glad I just was open-minded and went with it and communicated about things that were hard. You know, if I hadn't gotten scammed, I tell people this all the time. If I hadn't gotten scammed out of that money, I wouldn't have met Morgan. Oh, we wouldn't God. be having this conversation right now. Isn't that wild? Because it's those horrible things that happen to you. If you can just take a deep breath don't be scared to share your story. Talk about it to the people that are close to you. People will want to help you. People want you to succeed, you know? Mm-hmm. So they hear stuff like that. It's like I hear a lot of people try to hide behind those things, but it's just, just be open and 
yeah. see where you fit because it's really about the to me the human experience is about the people around you and so whatever you're doing in the process shouldn't be as important as who you're bringing around you you know oh that's so great so wise and and with the with the money you know losing that money it's almost like it happened it didn't happen to you it happened for you ultimately right and right. i know when you're in the moment it doesn't always feel like that no but it's <laughs> it's pretty wild how many stories i've heard of you know they lost their job or you know a tragedy happened or something and and it ended up being you know a big life pivot that yeah. their life ended up being you know kind of cool so. And it's hard to talk about. I mean, you feel, I felt stupid. I felt like, who am I trying to start a business? Like I got duped. Like, so, yeah. but you know, that's, that can happen to anyone. You know, it's like bad things happen I got happen duped on a time. website. Oh, really? I got, I paid this guy, I had no money, David, when I started. And I paid this guy $1,800 to do a website that he never, that he never did. And I mean, 1800 was so much money for me. Oh yeah. And I mean, it's a couple of years bucks. later, he ended up, in court with like 500 photographers that he had scammed. Wow. Like he was that good that he scammed, you know, and not good at designing because he never fucking designed, but you know what I mean? It was just, yeah. anyways, I think, you know, we've all been in a position that we're like, oh, how did I not see that? But in the end, whatever, it is what it is. Yeah. You know? Just got to keep moving. Be ready yeah. to bounce back. Yeah. Okay. Where can people find you online? I'd say Instagram's the best spot. I don't really, I don't really focus on like a website or promoting myself in that way at this point because I just work with Morgan a lot. So yeah, yep. Check out Morgan's stuff. Pretty much all the photos and videos. Probably something I took or Matt, my buddy, and my Instagram, David Lindler. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge, plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.